Welcome to Widowcast Podcast, where you learn how to find the strength to get through your journey and the skills to coach other widows. This is not your average grief group. This is your journey group. It just may show you the way to make something amazing come out of the emotional pain and trauma of widowhood. I'm your host, Joanne Philomena. I'm the best-selling author of Widowed and Widow Coach, and I'm a professional certified life coach. Let the healing and your personal journey begin. Welcome back, my friends. My gosh, this is episode 112, 112. <laughs> They're getting harder to say. I'm so glad to be back here broadcasting with you. Please pardon my voice if it's a little weird. Um, I just flew back in from Texas. It was a very long flight and apparently somebody was sharing their cold because now I have it. (laughs) So um, my voice is just a little scraggly. My throat's a little sore, but I'm here and it's all good. It's all good. Listen, you guys, first I want to talk about, I want to mention, I've got a couple of new reviews on iTunes, and you guys have no idea how much I appreciate when you leave a customer review on my podcast. First of all, it tells me somebody's listening and they're really getting something out of this, which is amazing. As a matter of fact, I got something in the mail today, yesterday, actually, And I kind of knew she um, had reached out on Facebook, wanted a mailing address for me uh, back in January when my birthday was coming up. It's like, I want to send you a card. And I thought, oh, that's really lovely. So I went ahead and gave her the mailing address. And um, she's up in Canada. And apparently it took a good long route to get to me. (laughs) There was, um, she had not put on the zip code. Even though it said the city and the state, I think it might have traveled around Canada for a while before it came down here because it only just showed up and my birthday was middle of January and now is almost middle of March. It was still a wonderful day to get that little pat on the back show up. It was a lovely card. It said wonderful things, thanked me for my podcast. And she also sent this beautiful, like handmade agate necklace. Um, Not that she made it. I don't know. She may have made it. It looked like it was purchased though, but it, it was, it's just lovely. And I was so touched that somebody had gotten so much out of my podcast that they wanted to reach out to me that way. What a pleasure. That's the way it is. Every time I read a review in iTunes or a review on Podbean, um, the latest reviews, there's one from Lydia that was a little while ago. Joanne offers widow tools, life skills to walk their new path in life. She helps us see we're not alone in this journey and we have the ability to grow strong from our pain, not be stagnant, but move forward, set and pursue goals and live. Every widow, regardless of how long ago she's lost her husband, will benefit and be blessed by these podcasts. 
Because the skills taught are not exclusively for widows, I've even shared some of the lessons with my women's Bible study group, and they have been blessed as well. Thank you, Joanne, for opening the door for healing and growth to begin. Oh, Lydia, that is so good because you really summed up everything that I want to do with this podcast. It's not about being stuck and in pain and misery. It's about getting beyond that right? Um, I have a couple more here, but I might have to pause for a drink of water with this throat. (laughs) Okay. Two recent reviews. One from Gomanemon. I can't say it. (laughs) It says she is so real and lovely with her words and encouragement. Blessed to have found her. Thank you for pushing through with B minus work. Right? I know. If I had tried to make this perfect, especially when I first started doing it, because I was just doing it out of my own pocket, and I just wanted to get something out there for widows. And when I go back and listen to those first few episodes, I'm like, oh, that's like maybe less than B minus work. (laughs) But it got my podcast out there. It got me doing this. That's the whole point of B minus work. Thank you for recognizing that. Katie Pye says, finally, an amazing podcast for widows. Joanne, you are a true gem. This podcast has validated so many of my feelings during this widowhood journey. My blessings to you. Blessings back at you, Katie Pye. That's exactly what I wanted everyone to understand, that we have so many feelings on this journey, so many emotions. And it's when you try to avoid those emotions that you really kind of get your life in trouble. When you can allow yourself to feel it, then those emotions are manageable and it's okay. You know, it's okay to feel bad for a little while. That's just how life is. So today's podcast, I really wanted to kind of share a little story about money, right? I think I've talked about money beliefs on this podcast before, but you know, widows and money drama, just seem to go right together, don't they? I mean, so many widows are suffering from the beliefs that they were raised with about money, and it doesn't even feel like beliefs to you or to me when I was struggling with that. It just feels like not enough, not enough money. I'm scared I'm going to run out. I've done some deep personal work on my thoughts and beliefs around money since Jim passed away. Those of you who have um, worked with me, taken my course to become certified widow coaches, done a a mastermind year with me, you know this because I've probably talked about it over and over to you. Doing that work, I discovered I could actually take control of my own financial destiny And it turned out money was not nearly as hard and scary as I believed. Okay, lately now, and I'm sure any of you widows who are um, collecting their spouse's social security, whether it's for your kids, for yourself, I was 61 when Jim passed away. So I was eligible at the age of 60, you can collect on um, your husband's social security to help you survive. And because I have this business, I've been doing like an earnings balancing act, trying to make enough money to survive without having social security bill me back, right? They, um, 
what is it? They will let you make up to $17,000 more a year. <coughs> Excuse me. And anything more than that you make, they start taking away a dollar for every $2 you make. So that's 50% right off the top of anything that you can possibly earn to supplement your social security beyond 17,000 a year. Just, just crazy, right? It's like the combination. It's not enough to live on. Really isn't. So I've been, you know, trying to set up my business. I've been trying to grow this business to help widows to reach even more widows. But at the same time, it's like I can't really pay myself for it without Social Security, like just taking 50% right up front, even after paying taxes on it. So I thought I had finally set up my business in a way that I could leave behind any profit over what social security says I could make in my business. Just leave the profit there, pay business taxes on it, but it would not affect my personal income according to social security, right? It's an interesting balancing act. So I thought, you know, I've got this all set up. It was kind of a lot of trouble and a lot of um, filling out of forms and talking to a tax CPA to set my business up that way. But I was like, well, thank goodness, this is just going to be so much better than, you know, this struggle of if I make more money, then I'm losing it. <laughs> okay. So I got my S Corp. That's how I set my business up as an S Corp. And I got my business tax return back. And on it, it said that I didn't need to pay any taxes on that. And I went, what? I know that you have to pay business taxes, right? And I called them and said, what do you mean I don't owe any business taxes? This is crazy. And they said, oh, no, as an S Corp, you wouldn't pay any taxes on this return because all the profit income carries through to your personal return. And I was like, wait, what? What? And yeah, let the drama begin. My brain just started spinning out because I was like, oh my goodness, they're going to come back and bill me for like $19,000 that I have to give back to them when really I didn't pay myself enough money to get by last year trying to stay within those reasonable brackets, right? And I'm like trying to figure out how am I going to pay that all back to Social Security without bankrupting myself and my business? It had my stomach sick, my brain in total panic, Right. And then I thought, okay, let me leave a message for my tax accountant and just chill out a little bit, right? But my brain still wanted to go through a bunch of drama and it did not feel good. Drama never feels good. Have you been there? Like, have you faced some unexpected, huge, like five figure expense? I'm telling you, but because of my training and what I've learned through coaching, I was able to just kind of watch me like an outside person observing my behavior, right? This is what kind of how I teach my widow coaches who I certify to coach other widows. I also teach them to learn how to be able to just observe their own mind to see what's going on in there, right? I was asked myself, like, is there an urge to overeat or to eat sweet things? Was there an urge for a cocktail or a glass of wine? It's interesting to see how we try to cover up our own emotional discomfort 
especially our discomfort around money by overeating or having a glass of wine. Do you tune out on uncomfortable feelings? I mean, think about it. When you're feeling really stressed or upset, do you eat? Do you go shopping? Because shopping makes you feel temporarily better. You get that little up feeling, like I've just got a great deal on these cute shoes, right? Facebook scrolling. You can just escape into Facebook. Oh my gosh, you can lose hours in Facebook. Do you do whatever makes you temporarily feel better, even if it's just for a moment? And then as soon as the cookies are all gone that you were eating, (laughs) all of that drama comes right back into your brain. I am so grateful that I understand how to manage my mind and not let it just run to default thinking, right? To old beliefs and going into deep drama and depression and all that stuff. As a result, because I was really watching myself, observing, like, what is my brain telling me and how am I feeling? I did not overeat. I did not drink or do anything else to compensate. I did have a lovely evening chatting with my dear friend over some dinner and I kept reminding myself, you know, you're going to be able to talk to the tax accountant in the morning and you'll just figure it all out, right? It may not be the best solution. You may, you know, you may end up having to give back money that hurts to try to find money to give back, but we will figure it out what's going to work best. This morning he phoned me and explained that any money in my business that does carry through to my personal tax return, it carries through as, um, I can't remember what he says, like a K-1 or something. You know how they talk, all those IRS forms. But he said it doesn't carry through as earned income, and it won't affect the Social Security Administration at all. He explained to me exactly how that happens on the return, how it shows up. I'll be paying taxes, business taxes, not really business taxes. I'll be paying taxes on that money based on my personal tax rate, but it will not show up as earned income according to Social Security. So drama gone. Like there was no drama necessary. It was truly, it was just all math as it always is with money. Money is just math. Isn't that amazing? Think about it. And even though when I first was told, oh no, this, all this profit just carries through to your personal return. And my brain went into such drama. It was totally unnecessary drama, right? No drama there. And I know better. I know that money does not have to equal drama. Money is just math. You just have to figure out the math on it. Even if you're in debt, Even if you're worried that you're not making ends meet, it's still just a math problem. No drama is necessary. And the faster you can catch on to your own drama, like, oh, my brain's going into drama over this. The faster you catch on to that, the faster you can get down to just looking at the pure math of it and going, okay, here's how I can make this work. Money is an issue for so many of us I know this. I know this because I talk to so many widows who they really want widow coach certification. And 
uh, many of them I talk to, I can see what a difference that would make in their life, that they really do need this. Maybe they're heading into retirement or they just need to get out of a soul-sucking corporate job or they just really desperately want something more in their life, right? To do something that feels like giving back, something that feels like you have a purpose in the world, that you're making a difference in the world. Yet they'll tell me, I don't have the money for the program. And some of them are just really self-defeated about that. They think, I don't have the money for this program. I can't afford to invest in myself to make sure I'm going to be okay. When I just want to say, don't accept that. You know, go find the money. Go make the money. Go do something. Even if you, I'm not saying like, go make the money to pay me. Even if you don't come into my program, it's like, Look, there are many ways to go figure out the math to go make some more money. I've often talked about this. Um, I've talked about the fact that if you go to Craigslist, free stuff, the free stuff part on Craigslist in your area, you will find people that have great stuff that they're just letting go for free. It's like, look, we've replaced the TV. The old one still works. Come get it right? Or I've gotten a new modern coffee table. Here's the old coffee table. It's free for the taking. You go get that stuff and drag it home, even though it's going to like clutter up your entryway for a while or your living room, whatever, that you're dumping all this stuff and you go get that stuff. You wipe it off. You take a picture of it with your phone and then you put it for sale on Facebook marketplace, right? TV, 50 bucks, still works, great shape. And then somebody, like in the marketplace, you have a unique identifier that they can answer you back without you giving away all your information. Somebody says, I want that TV. And you're like, great, come get it. I'm here, bring cash. And they come knock on your door. They hand you 50 bucks. They take away the TV. They're happy because they needed a TV and they just got a working TV for 50 bucks. You're happy that's 50 bucks more in your pocket right? Coffee table, 25 bucks, great shape. Somebody's going to come buy that from you. I have talked to people who do this, just do this constantly, no matter what else they're doing. It's like their little weekend hobby thing. They go get all this free stuff, take pictures of it, put it up online for sale. They're making hundreds of dollars every weekend. I've talked to people who have made over $1,000 in one weekend doing this stuff. There are ways. There are ways. People say, oh, you have to have money to make money. That's proof right there. You don't. You don't. You go collect up all the free stuff. I don't know about where you live here in New York. Actually, in New York City, it's a, it's a well, a time-long tradition that when you replace something in your apartment, you put the old one out at the curb and people come and take things. I mean, it doesn't matter whether you afford stuff or not, because I used to grab stuff off the curb in New York City and bring home. Like somebody would put out a little side table and I would be like, that's adorable. Why are they letting that go? And I would just grab it off the curb and carry it home. <laughs> you know, so... You can make money with no investment if you feel like it's tight. If you think 
There's so many of you who think I can't spend the money on this because you just are afraid to. You are afraid to invest in yourself. Maybe you don't have that self-belief to think that you can turn that around, make it back and make even more, right? That maybe someday you could have the problem of setting up your business right so that <laughs> you can pay yourself a little bit and not have social security take it away. It's kind of a nice problem to have, right? Yeah, it is. Think about your money beliefs. Think about what holds you back. But more than anything else, know that you don't have to experience all that drama. It's just math. It's just math. Okay? Speaking of which, I do have the membership site out there now. The widowcoachingcenter.com is live. It's amazing. Members are starting to roll in. Um, there is a registration fee. It is not a big registration fee. It, I think it's something anybody could find to invest in themselves for the membership site. And the monthly uh, fees going forward after the first month are really low. It's like, I think it's set to $49 a month to stay in there. And you get more videos each month and you stay in the common group and you get coaching call with me and it's going to be amazing. It's a way of being, learning how to manage your mind, learning how to self-coach from me through these videos, learning what you need to know as you move through this grief journey it's better if you work one-on-one -on -one with one of my certified widow coaches. It's even better if you come through my 12-week coaching program. But if you truly feel like you're not ready for either of those things first, every one of you should be members at the Widow Coaching Center. Truly. And this is the first step I want to take for what I want to create in the world, which are actual physical widow coaching centers near every major metropolitan area. That's the dream, ladies. We have nothing like that for us right now. And I want to create that. So first I have to create it virtually. It's online. Eventually, let's do some amazing stuff for widows. Let's start really changing how the whole world thinks about this widowhood thing. Okay. And remember, this is all about learning how to feel better and be able to set goals and move into your future. So get excited about life. You've still got life left to live. In the meanwhile, stay away from the mind drama of money. Understand that it's just all math and you can handle it for sure. Love you guys. Bye.